Hello, I'm Jan Tallinn. I'm one of the co-founders of Skype, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is the show where I go around the world and figure out uh, who can help us with their journeys, especially in the space of apps and mobiles and technology. Uh, now, let me just give you a quick update before uh, I start the show. Uh, you will find that there has been a, a small uh, gap in the episode releases, and that's because I've had some rather sad news. I uh, unfortunately lost uh, my sister-in-law. We had a big funeral, a huge turnout, and uh, uh, I've been distracted a little bit with um, the loss of a family member. So that's why there's been a delay in getting this episode to you. Uh, but uh, also I am uh, focusing a bit on health as well. And uh, I've been introduced to the personal trainer of Hugh Jackman. Get that, a personal trainer to Hugh Jackman. Uh, he trained up that amazing body of Hugh's, you know, with Wolverine. And so um, he's working with me on a plan and it's involved a lot more time at the gym. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it'll be I think from now on, an episode a week. Uh, but uh, after the end of 12 weeks, maybe I'll post, I'll have the, uh, possibly the encouragement to post uh, a uh, before and after shot of my uh, changes in my body shape. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so uh, this is a show for uh, inspired founders, anyone who's maybe working at a corporate job and is thinking of quitting to get into startups, getting to doing their own thing. I have literally uh, an amazing guest and uh, the reason is that uh, he has taken a different path in his app journey he is someone who firstly is calling in from Singapore and he has never worked for anyone else uh, before he's never had a boss in fact he's never even been to university he's um, followed a very different path just before I introduce our guest uh, I just want to mention that this show is sponsored by Gummy Cube. They've been my longest uh, sponsor of the show. They really are uh, a wonderful app store optimization company. And uh, you can uh, go and find out some of their case studies by going to gummycube.com. Uh, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And if you want to try and uh, find the best way of getting into the App Store and being uh, found uh, through your App Store optimization, go to gummycube.com. And hey, thanks uh, to Dave Bell and Gummycube for continuing to support this uh, show. So uh, my guest then is uh, Benjamin Yi. He is the founder of Emerge App. And we're going to find out about his journey and, and this a very different journey it is. So, Benjamin, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, condolences to you and your family. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it makes me realize uh, how precious life is and how we have to make the most of it and live a purpose-filled life. Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, uh, in terms of then... Uh, Emerge App. Let's first of all explore the app and then we can talk about your journey uh, afterwards. Emerge App. What is Emerge App? Okay, Emerge App is basically a web app that helps any merchants, uh, whether you are selling any products uh, or you are selling services uh, through a distribution or wholesale or e-commerce model, you are able to just um, head to my website, get an account, put your products up, customers up, suppliers up, and start using the app 
basically to run your entire business from sales all the way to accounts. Yep, so that's uh, the overview of the entire app itself. It seems like a huge undertaking. Uh, so you're actually taking the problem that people have. I mean, talk, talk about the problem you're trying to solve here, Ben. Okay, so basically, like, uh, in, the, in my domain, uh, SAP, Oracle, it comes to mind, right? For big, like, enterprise resource planning, um, CRM softwares. So for us, we are, we're not serving those big, huge companies, those huge multinational companies. For us, we are going way small, right? To startups, uh, small companies where you have five employees or less, where you really kind of need uh, productivity, right? Um, in wholesale trading and distribution goes way back, right? To the stone ages where people trade stuff. Right for for things that they they don't that they have and they need something else, so trading and distribution hasn't changed. So what has changed is how can we help each and an individual employees in your company becomes more productive. Whether you are a salesperson, whether you are managing your inventory, whether you are doing purchasing, whether you are doing accounts. And the entire systems links the entire business together, right? Rather than uh, you're using spreadsheet to manage your inventory and say in a quotation end, you're calling your customers and managing your customers' contacts all over the place, right? So for us, we are very focused to help small companies make sure that they run their operations much better, more effectively. At the end of the day, what bosses or employers are looking at is basically making much more profit, right? So once you are able to be more effective, right? Each of your staff is able to be more productive. At the end, you will have more profits in your bottom line. Now, what I love, Ben, already is that, you know, you're solving a problem for small companies, uh, those one to five employees, for example, and yet you have never had a boss yourself. And so uh, what that, it's just like interesting that you've targeted the small companies. Yeah, is there any money in that part of the market? I mean, it's obviously nice you're not competing with the big powerhouses, but, you know, is there, is there money to be made in that very small segment? Okay, just simply look at it like, imagine you're going to spend uh, $2,000, two grand, right, or three grand, even, in fact, to hire a salesperson or administration person or operation or even an accountant, right? What is it spending like $30 more for just one single account, right? So for us, we are, but ticket size is really small, right? Per company is like $100 to $200 per month. Yes, you may be asking me uh, whether there's an, enough money to be made with a company that we're only having like 100 to $200 per month. But think of it, trading and distribution business, e-commerce business is one of the easiest business to start, right? You, you don't really need a lot of capital if you're doing trading. You can just go straight to your suppliers, uh, get a commitment and start selling. So once you sell your product, you can just buy from your supplier and fulfill the orders. So, looking at it, um, the, the, the ease of getting into such business, we have tons of them, right? Uh, you just look at World Trade Organization recorded statistics for businesses in this domain, you have at least a 50 million of such business. But of course, uh, not all 50 million will actually adopt a system like mine. But why we're looking at, say, 0.01%, right? It's a lot 
more that we could who, could could provide with with just just a small team like us. Yes, and uh, I'm going to try to understand a little bit more about the product as well because I'm not quite um, understanding what it is uh, like so for example if I wanted to uh, sell something uh, I use let's just take a Squarespace for an example that's a website that's uh, does mobile optimized uh, pages and uh, also uh, enables you to uh, set up an account and get paid and do like so, um, so it, it, would it is it something similar to that but more from an app Okay, so Squarespace, Shopify, like such platforms uh, allow merchants to actually put their product up online, right? To, to sell, right? Like a front-end platform. But for Emerge, it's more like a back-end, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, kind of application. So just let me give you a uh, scenario, right? Uh, a new guy just came up, comes up from a corporate world. Right, he has been in the um, say machine industry for over twenty years, and he has uh, like a couple, He found a couple of suppliers. Uh, decided to get into the distribution business of um, X Y Z machine parts. So first, you need to negotiate with the supplier. So once he get all this, uh, the products that he's going to sell. Uh, um, uh, terms and agreements with their suppliers. The next step for him would be having a product database. So once you sign up for Emerge, what you can do is get all this product inside Emerge to first manage your inventory, manage your orders, and so on and so forth. And with the app itself, you can actually go out there. So it's more like a B2B. So one model is B2B, business to business. So you go out to the machine owners, right? And you, you start selling to them. And once they issue, a, if, if they requires you to issue a quotation to them, you can use the app itself, generate a quotation, send it to them via the app. All right. So once uh, the, app, the quotation is confirmed, they can convert it into a sales order in the system itself, which records all the sales figures and how well the business is doing uh, on, in terms of sales, etc. What kind of a profit margin, cost price are they talking about for each orders? So once that happens, once the order is being confirmed, they can use the system to generate a purchase order from their supplier, right? So imagine if, if he's not using Emerge, right? He would first have to um, use Excel sheets to set up his whole entire business, right? From having quotation in Excel sheets, purchase order in Excel sheets. So when you fulfill your goods, you have uh, shipment orders, your delivery orders, and all this has to conform with like uh, general business uh, workflow, right? Some some documents like delivery order, invoices, quotation have to include certain things that is required to do business in, in say, in states or in anywhere else in the world. So that part of Emerge, the documentation, the linking from sales and suppliers and purchases helps entrepreneurs, right? New entrepreneurs or small business uh, basically digitize uh, all their business process, right? They don't have to actually create all this uh, documents in Excel sheets anymore. Once you, another problem with Excel sheets is once you get too many of Excel sheets, you save them all over the place, right? Especially when you're busy running about and customers are calling you, you do not really archive them well, like in different folders. And if 
customers and suppliers comes back to you again uh, to look for certain things, you actually kind of waste quite a little bit of time to search for all these uh, uh, files that you need to 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 dig out to actually send it to your suppliers again and customers again. So using Emerge app, right, that digitizes everything. So if customers comes back, hey, can you send that quotation to me again that you sent a month ago? You just have to search like Google, like search for that quotation and literally send it out from the app itself. Right? You do not really have to PDF it and then put it in your mailbox and send it out. Right? Most of the time, uh, emails doesn't really reach the users, <laughs> your customers or your suppliers. And that, that kind of slows down the, the whole process of the supply chain. So we want to make it more effective from, from a global perspective. Um, for us, once we're able to help all these small little business do their business much more efficiently, right? The whole economy is the whole supply chain could benefit from, from it as well. So Emerge is not a platform that helps you like uh, advertise or list your product on a website or different, but it's more like a back-end solution for you to manage your entire business flow. Right. So, yes. And Ben, what I want to say as well is that I think that the uh, audience, the apps to try listening to this can really benefit from what we're learning from you. And it's that you look for an industry that is heavily reliant on Excel spreadsheets, which is is something that is from the um, historic ages, you know, the, the Stone Age. And uh, actually then build something that solves a problem, which is the, the overcomplicated use of uh, Excel spreadsheets. And I remember talking on a, a, a podcast episode a while back where we were being encouraged to find industries, find niches where you can just do away with Excel spreadsheets and use an app to uh, make the whole flow a lot better, which is what you've done with the Emerge app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Emerge yeah. app, just stick in mind, is uh, it's not something that is not in the market for a really long time uh like sap oracle has been doing such softwares for 30 years right but the the target for that for them is really focusing on really huge business right mmcs that can afford um, tens of millions of dollars to uh, to deploy a system within their business operations but what about those what about small guys, right? So for, for, for myself, I started my first business in selling T-shirts when I was 17, still in school. So that was my problem uh, facing, uh, I kind of want to get a software, software costs too expensive. So screw it, I'm just going to literally build the software for myself. At least I have one client, right? So ha- luckily... Uh, if I myself is facing this problem, uh, I'm sure millions of entrepreneurs worldwide would be facing the same issue as well. And Ben, I want to add you to the list of young entrepreneurs that have been on this show. Uh, I remember a past episode, and if anyone wants to uh, remind me, they can email me to, to get the episode. Uh, it was where uh, an entrepreneur started at the age of 13, uh, uh, selling domain names. Uh, and here you are at 17 uh, selling t-shirts so uh, you know I want to carry on and, and dig more uh, d- deeper into your journey um, because I think we can learn a lot from especially those people who are either are leaving at school 
university or perhaps uh, sitting there in a corporate job and wondering what it's like to work for yourself or be your own boss. Uh, just before I do, I do want to just take a minute to rethank my um, sponsor, Gummy Cube. Uh, I don't know if have you heard of Gummy Cube. Uh, no, unfortunately not. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> here you go then. Uh, Gummy Cube. They've been sponsoring my show now for years, and uh, they are they they really were spearheading the whole of the app store optimization trend. So uh, uh, they help increase downloads by. Uh, helping you find your audience within the app store. And so it's a case of uh, they will help you determine the best keywords to focus on and then get those keywords uh, to uh, be the ones where anyone typing in and on the Apple app store, they will see your app. And, and you know, you, you know how important it is when someone types in, say a word like productivity, um, if uh, Emerge app, you know, pops up when, when you, you actually type in that keyword. Uh, and so App Store discoverability is really hard. Uh, it's really one of the big challenges for developers now and anyone with an app. And so GummyCube uh, are, uh, and what they're doing that's slightly different to um, others is that they do actually pull the data from the App Store. And so all the data they have is not being scraped off the web, but is uh, App Store data, which makes a big difference. So uh, yeah, gummycube.com is where you go. Uh, and if um, you are interested uh, and uh, if you're listening to this, I could also introduce you to the founder, Dave Bell, uh, if you want to get um, into the, the inner circle of uh, people that work there. So that's gummycube.com. Hey, thanks, Gummycube, for supporting the show. So, so Ben, um, like the, uh, the fact that you've never worked for anyone else I'm very envious of. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to work for an awful boss. Uh, you've never uh, been to university as well, which is a really uh, you know different course. Uh, what, how how have you learned your trade then? If you haven't gone to an establishment like a university, how, wh- where do you learn from? I guess in the nutshell, it's just to make mistakes. Right? Just to, not to make mi- okay. You make mistakes, but not lose too much money making mistakes. I guess that is kind of like the most important part about uh, um, not having somebody or having a mentor around you that can actually help you to guide guide through. But it's kind of good as well because uh, if you don't really, if you haven't really started off in a corporate career, um, what do you? What do you, you can kind of like write your own playbook, right? You do not need to conform to a certain way of doing things. Like if you are kind of in the in a big company for a really long time, you tend to feel that you have to do things in a certain way like this. I'm I'm not I'm not saying all this to 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 downplay uh entrepreneurs that are trying to get into in, uh, from they are from big corporates that are trying to become entrepreneurs. But what you have to realize is, once you're entrepreneur, it's your own playbook, it's your own rules, right? You don't have to listen. You don't have to have your past uh, way of dealing with with your business. You can just do everything you, at your own time, your own your own basically your own rules. So that is kind of like the the huge benefit for me is. Uh, I don't have a standard, I don't have a baseline to start with. So everything else is you make mistakes and you learn from there and you you, you, you just grow from there, right? And, and Ben, one of the things I was thinking is you are living in a very expensive city. There are others uh, around the world who equally are 
you know, living in expensive cities. And I can imagine it was really tough when you decided that you were going to go down the route of starting your own thing. Have you got any advice for us on what it's like to start up in actually quite an expensive place to live? Okay, um, if I may, uh, I should say that uh, Singapore is... Okay, I would like to beg to defer in, in, for this case. Uh, many All of right, the, okay. Yeah, <laughs> many of reports, many of many reports says that like Singapore is one of the most expensive cities to live in, right? Uh, I do agree to a certain extent, right? I do need to agree to a certain extent because for a Singaporean uh, staying uh, that's that's born and bred in Singapore, uh, most of us have uh, like a house, right? For our fa- families, our parents, uh, and and Singapore induce like home ownership so our 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 government housing is actually heavily subsidized so most of us grew up with with a with a home that uh, we basically do not need to worry about paying for 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 rental and stuff like that and food is really cheap right the the, the reports that come out actually uh, took more restaurant prices uh, very uh, much food at a much higher scale but most Singaporeans do not really uh, frequent restaurants that much we have things like hawker center like food courts where you can even get food like um, a, a decent meal for $2.50 sing dollar so that is about two US dollars yeah so in fact it, Singapore is kind of like a great place for locals to start their business um, just that um, in Asia we don't really kind of have a good like an ecosystem for 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 starting business it's uh, parents always tell us that hey, if you if you study hard go to a big university and get a big uh, corporate job when you grew up uh, don't don't really take on the 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 risky entrepreneur route uh, yeah so for to, my advice for entrepreneurs that are starting up in uh, expensive cities, I guess, uh, find a way to have extra streams of income. So when I first started off, uh, I was early. Luckily, I was still being um, kind of uh, fed by my parents because I was still in school. So I kind of started off early. So that was the bonus. But for the rest that kind of start later on, I guess it's to find other streams of income right uh, things like you may do on the sideline maybe becoming an uber driver for three to four hours a day uh, or maybe even selling domain names right or, or even writing blogs to earn some advertising dollars from there so just find a second income if it's possible to 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 just subsidize everything else uh, and so you can continue to basically work on your dream so yeah so that's my yeah, and, and advice. Ben, uh, to talk us through, I'm sure that many people listening are having these same worries. What was it like when you first told your parents? I'm assuming you were living with what your mum and dad at the time. Uh, how difficult was it? Because uh, I can imagine it's quite a challenging conversation when our parents and the older generation expect us to do certain things you know they expect us to go to university and they want us to become get a career and become a doctor or become you know like some established profession and actually looking at the future we know that a lot of those professions are going to fade and uh, it may be taken over by ai robots who knows you know so 
to start a startup and know how to develop your own streams is very important. But how did you overcome that? must have been challenging conversation with your parents to tell them that this is what you really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, majority of my friends and people around me uh, had that problem when they want to kind of on the start of uh, doing their own entrepreneurship. But for myself, I was lucky that both, both my parents were doing business uh, when I was young. So, so the, the resistance is not that much, right? I mean, uh, if my parents are already kind of doing business, uh, they'll kind of encourage me to, to do business as well. So coming to another point is, uh, I, I guess your environment, especially your parents, do play a huge role in in whether you you do you take risk or not but it's not necessarily true for everyone so for i could speak on behalf of my friends and family around uh it's really tough right so uh, they they usually give you know, their- actually ben can i just jump in because sure. I, I remember I, one of the themes i think i've had from all these 500 plus episodes over the years is the theme that entrepreneurs do come from entrepreneurial families. And it seems more often than not that uh, that's the case. So I would encourage anyone who's got maybe an entrepreneurial uh, family, mother, father, uncle, auntie, whomever it may be, to maybe uh, uh, kind of stay close to them and try and learn from them because it may be that that's, uh, that's what's driving you. What do you think? Uh, okay, yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, and also, um, it really depends. I mean, if you really want to, if you are so kind of buy-in into entrepreneurship, you could even like find support groups, right? You can find entrepreneurship groups everywhere else. Every city in the world has them, right? You can just do a Google search and join those groups and find like-minded people that shares entrepreneurship dreams from you so we are who we mix with right so if we spend most of our time with people that are encouraging people who are already doing business the chances for us to become a successful entrepreneur or even start becoming an entrepreneur it's much higher so if you're going to be mixing around with friends and people around you who are in big corporates and uh, focus it, focus on their life on um, stability, then it could be a lot tougher for you to actually make the leap into entrepreneurship. Yeah. So Ben, the, just before we say goodbye to you then, the, the final thing is that those people listening and reading uh, our transcript, uh, I wanted to know what type of a person then is ultimately um, going to download and use your app. If um, you could just re-explain that the sorts of people that should actually be going and downloading the app now. Sure. So if you are selling, if you're a merchant, you're already an entrepreneur. If you're selling a product, say t-shirts, uh, coin pouches, uh, soft toys, any physical product all right, that you are buying from a supplier or manufacturing yourself, that you are selling on on the e-commerce platform, selling business to business to retail stores, uh, business to business to any uh, industrial business, uh, industrial kind of domain. Um, Get it now, like download it and check it out, right? It's free for uh, the first user. 
So we make it really simple, really easy for entrepreneurs that didn't really use app before, right? Haven't really tested app before, uh, before this, that to, to kind of test the system and find out how, to what extent could it help your business, right? So for us, we have helped like hundreds of businesses uh, around the world uh, increases, increase their productivity and the next one could be you. Yeah, and I'm guessing as well that it's not just the founders or entrepreneurs running those companies, but anyone in the company who is uh, putting in data into a spreadsheet uh, that's got supplier information or customer information or purchase orders or anything, then they should be using Emerge App. Mm-hmm. That, is, yeah. that is absolutely right. Not just for small business, uh, even for larger businesses as well. Yeah, and Ben, you've been so inspiring to talk to. I've loved walking through your journey and I would love to know if people are inspired by your story, how best can they get in touch with you? What What is the best way of getting and connecting with you? Okay, so the best way is to look for me uh, on Facebook or drop me an email at uh, ben at emergeapp.net. So I would reply your email within 24 hours. <laughs> Wonderful. Ben, ever so nice talking with you and uh, all the best for the future of Emerge App. Thank you very much, Paul, for having me.